And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Mauk and Baker in Chicago. We are all Jesus-following attorneys that focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs, whether those are real estate, estate planning, uh, zoning, uh, anything that is a legal need. You can find out more about us by going to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on our show or visit our website to view our entire podcast library of previous interviews. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with Scott Phelps, the Executive Director of Abstinence and Marriage Education Partnership, an organization that aims to educate teenagers in public and private schools that sexual activity is best reserved for marriage. Scott's career is dedicated to helping today's youth resist negative pressure and make good decisions for their lives by communicating the benefits of abstinence through clearly reasoned, positive presentations. A&M Partnership has trained more than 4,000 educators and approximately 2 million students nationwide. Scott, God bless you and welcome to our show. John, thanks so much for having me. It's a privilege. Appreciate your work. Well, we know that abstinence can help, but what's so crucial about it? What's the big deal? Uh, It's fundamental, actually, to uh, our culture and society that young people understand the role of abstinence in preparing for a healthy and successful future. And so we're really concerned that our young people have the opportunity to hear a clearly reasoned, positive presentation on the benefits of abstinence until marriage. And we think, and instruction on preparing for a healthy future marriage, we think that's absolutely critical. And it's a message that they're not hearing today. This is what gets us all worked up is the fact that sex education programs all across America will teach kids everything but reserving sexual activity for marriage. I don't know of a single sex education program in the country that will even give kids the option of saving sex for marriage. And so this is our concern, is that kids today are being taught uh, all kinds of things about sex that have nothing to do with reserving sex for the context of a marriage relationship. We think it's a fundamental message that our young people need to hear. Well, uh, certainly everybody... uh... I hope our listeners would agree that options should be given, but isn't there some research that shows that this is the best outcome for young people? Well, of course it is. And you don't even need research. I mean, you just need a brain, right? Uh, In other words, it really isn't rocket science to figure this out, that if you reserve sexual activity for the marriage relationship, for the context of marriage, things are going to go a lot better for you. And so Really, really important that our kids have the opportunity to learn that. 
Well, uh, there's, of course, the risk of sexual transmission of disease and risk of pregnancy, the, the tragedy of abortion, all that can result from uh, uh, premarital sex. But there's also yeah. uh, emotional costs and risks. Talk about that. Yeah, so that's a very good point, and that is to say that uh, most often these programs are promoted as a way to avoid things like pregnancy and disease, as though those were, you know, the only things to be avoided. Uh, and so there's so much more going on than that. And we want kids to understand you're exactly right. Sex isn't just two bodies, it's two people. And so there are emotions. There's so much more involved than simply the physical aspects of it. And even in terms of pregnancy, it's important for them to understand marriage as a context for sexual activity. So, for example, John, it's important the way that we communicate to kids. We don't teach that pregnancy is a bad thing, that pregnancy is something to be avoided. We're not even an anti, we're not a pregnancy prevention program. We're not uh, anti-pregnancy. We actually think pregnancy is a good, wonderful, beautiful thing. And so we teach that to kids. We teach that pregnancy is wonderful and special and beautiful. And marriage is wonderful and special and beautiful. And that those things belong together. That's the message we want to give to our kids. Not that pregnancy is a bad thing that you need to do everything you can to avoid, but rather that pregnancy is a beautiful thing that you should, you should reserve for the context of marriage. Uh, amen. Amen, Scott. And as I say that, John, think about this for a minute. Where do kids hear that today? Well, that's, that's a good question. Uh, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk of the law firm of Malk & Baker. And today we're listening to Scott Phelps of the Abstinence and Marriage Education Partnership. And the question you raised, Scott, where, where do children, young people, teenagers, uh, get the message of abstinence? Is it not being taught in the homes and is it not being taught in the, in the uh, churches? Or do they need to go to schools to, uh, to hear the message? Yeah, so this is a very good question. And, and the question that we're raising is, where do they hear this? So let's just run through the options, right? Are they hearing it at home? Some, no doubt, do hear this at home. But a lot of times, parents aren't quite sure what to say to their kids or how to say it. So we want to help them. So at the top of our list is helping parents. And if you're a parent listening today, we want to help you communicate this to your kids because that is a critical responsibility. How, do, how, does, yeah. that, how, do, how does that work? Uh, do you come to the homes? Do you give them materials, videos? Uh, explain how the Abstinence and Marriage Education Partnership uh, d delivers the message to the students. Yeah, excellent. So we have a series of five workbooks, actually, and our five workbooks are used by schools and churches around the country and by families in their home. So as a parent, you could get one of our workbooks and you could simply walk your student through that. We encourage that. We say, you know, go and uh, have a cup of coffee or hot chocolate or something and sit down and go through it once a week. So it does not have to be in the schools uh, to get this uh, material and, and work with your kids. You can go directly to uh, your website. Can you give us that? ampartnership.org. Ampartnership.org is our website, and they can go, they can contact us there, 
and we can provide workbooks. We're also in the middle of putting everything online. Everything will be online soon, so they can access it that way as well. Uh, through uh, on a tablet or a computer, they can go through our workbooks that way. We also can do parent workshops for schools or churches where we'll come and uh, you know get parents together. We can do parents and kids together. That works well. So there's a lot of things that we can do. If you're a parent or a pastor or a teacher and, and you're saying to yourself today, oh my goodness, how do I get involved in teaching this to my kids? Please contact us uh, through our website at ampartnership.org. We exist to serve you. We don't do a lot of direct services to students. Primarily our work is to equip and support uh, parents, pastors, and teachers. So if there were... Uh a church youth group or a church, uh, uh, church youth leaders might be listening in here. Can they get your abstinence program? And is it uh, just a question of ordering materials or are there videos? Exactly. Or will you, will you come out and, and uh, make a presentation? All of the above. So we have workbooks, we have videos, we have the online curriculum, we come out and do presentations, all of the above. Again, we're here to service and equip. And so the way we've reached over 2 million students around the country is through equipping and multiplying. So we provide teachers and youth pastors and parents with the materials that they need to teach the program to their students. Uh, so they, they do the teaching. It's not that you send teachers out. Is that how it works? Exactly. And that is the power of our model. It's replicable so that currently, uh, we have teachers who are uh, health teachers in schools who use our material. When they get to their sexual health unit, we provide them the materials to teach sexual health well and to teach it properly. And so that's what we do. Well, Scott, you've already explained that parents can go directly and get these materials. But if you're a concerned parent and you have students, say, in, in junior high, you'd like to see this taught also in the schools, how would you recommend that they go about uh, contacting the school and encouraging the school to uh, adopt your curriculum? Yes, good point. And it's a both and, right? We want parents to be teaching this to their kids at home, absolutely. But we also want the schools to have a consistent message with what the parents are teaching. And so if you're a parent, that you want to teach us to your kids, good for you. And then if you want to get the schools on board, we would certainly encourage that. If you contact us at ampartnership.org, what we'll do is we'll send you information that you can then take to your school and hand to them and say, hey, here's a great way to teach your kids. Schools all over the country are using this. We'd love our school to use it too. So we will help parents to do that, to make that connection with the school principal. Uh, coming up, we will talk further with Scott Phelps of A&M Partnership about how he is able to bring abstinence education to public and private schools, uh, churches, and youth groups across the country. I'm John Mauck, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. You can find out more about us by going to mauckbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. Hello, I'm 
I'm David Smith, Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute, an independent nonprofit ministry dedicated to boldly bringing a biblical perspective to public policy. Here at IFI, our mission is to support traditional family values, defend biblical truths, and uphold Christian morals. We consider Mauk and Baker our allies in this mission, and we are proud to support them in their legal endeavors. Mauk and Baker is a law firm that upholds Christian beliefs, putting God first. If you ever find your religious liberty and rights as a person of faith under attack, you can trust the attorneys of Mauk and Baker to fight for you. Mauk and Baker has a team of Christian lawyers who seek to achieve justice and advance the gospel through their work. If you have a legal need or question and would like the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact Mauk and Baker at 312-726-1243 or visit their website at maukbaker.com. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, partner of the law firm of Mauk and Baker, and we're talking with Scott Phelps, director of Abstinence and Marriage Education Partnership, an organization that's helping teens to understand the benefits of sexual abstinence until marriage. Before the break, Scott, you explained how parents could get these materials directly from your website and that you would also help them get the program put in the schools by sending them necessary materials. But we're lawyers here, and we always have this question, and I think a lot of people have this question. Is this legal? Are we teaching uh, Christianity uh, in in the schools when we start talking about abstinence? Uh, what are the legalities of, of your program? Yeah, good question. No, all we're teaching is optimal health standards, right? So it's, it's objectively, demonstrably clear that reserving sexual activity for marriage is the safest, healthiest option for kids. We're actually doing our kids great harm if we're not teaching this to them. Culture and society and Hollywood is pushing and pushing and pushing them toward sexual promiscuity. And, and that pressure towards sexual promiscuity is actually harming them, not helping them. So what we need to do is throw our kids a lifeline and say, you know what, here's a much better way to do it. Now, when I said earlier in the program that kids aren't hearing this message, this is really critical. I had a girl at a uh, Chicago public school say uh, on, a, on an evaluation form after a presentation some years ago, she said this. She said, I think saving sex for marriage is a great idea. I never thought of that before. That's what I want to do. Ding, 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 ding. This girl represents a generation, not a generation who have rejected the absence message, but a generation who have never heard it. And so we believe that public schools have an obligation, and Christian schools, all schools, teachers, parents, everybody, we have an obligation, a duty, a responsibility to faithfully and effectively communicate to our young people that reserving sexual activity for marriage is demonstrably the safest, healthiest option for them. And uh, we do them a great service uh, by doing that. They're not hearing it again. They're not hearing it anywhere else. They're not going to see it on TV. And uh, so we want to make sure that they have the opportunity to hear and to learn this message. So public schools all across the country do teach this message. Uh, it's not the majority of schools, but a lot do. And 
it's strictly legal because you're not teaching people that this is required by faith in Jesus or that this is what the Bible teaches. Uh, at least in the public school presentation, it's a, it's objective uh, facts. You're not breaking into establishment of religion or other things that are going to get you get you in trouble. Have you had that problem before, and, and what has the response been? Uh, we haven't really had the problem because, like I said, everything that we're teaching is an objective health standard. It's really inarguable. And so uh, there really can be no uh, objection to uh, what we are teaching on a uh, on a rational or a legal basis. You're not uh, imposing uh, Christian values because these are these are values that are universal. Um, well, exactly. Marriage. So some people will. So yeah, and to answer your question, some people will raise the objection, but it's unsustainable because, uh, as you say, it's simply uh, good health principles. Now, look, there are a lot of Christian principles that are also good for culture and society. I think of do not kill, do not steal, uh, do not lie. Those are uh, uh, principles, biblical principles, we would say, that public schools do uphold and ought to uphold, and this is another one of them, that Christian principles, that biblical principles are consistent with good public health and uh, civility, uh, is not problematic. I, I, I might add that if people have problems in the schools and they say, oh, this is teaching religion to teach abstinence, they can not only call you, they can call Malkin Baker because uh, we'll be on them right away. This, this is a, a yeah. religiously neutral message that should get out there because it will help uh, kids make important decisions and, and good choices. Have you had people uh, sue you? Are there are there uh, those who say this is an establishment of religion? Not a lawsuit, but there have been uh, schools that have had some problems because there will be, you know, one parent, for example, who is uh, uh, upset about the program, seeing it as a religious program, who will complain, and then unfortunately the rest of the kids in the class who really wanted the program, aren't able to get it uh, for that reason. So that happens from time to time, uh, not often, but it, it does occur. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk of Malk & Baker. We're speaking with Scott Phelps, Executive Director of the Abstinence and Marriage Education Partnership. Well, Scott, when churches uh, choose this uh, program, of course, they can then bring in uh, any teachings that they may have uh, and supplement those with explicit uh, biblical teachings. It doesn't have to be uh, either or. The way you set the program up, uh, if the local Presbyterian church wants us for their youth group, they can take your neutral principles about marriage education and abstinence and then supplement that with the teachings of the Bible. Yes, well, and not only can they, but they really must. <laughs> uh, and so we have a program designed specifically. They don't have to supplement our public school material. We have Christian material as well. So we have a program. Our Excel program is designed for churches and youth groups 
where they will have a clear biblical presentation uh, presented in a way that it ought to be presented in the church. And we follow the Joseph narrative in Genesis 37 through 50, where, you know, God is calling out Joseph, but here comes Potiphar's wife, sexual temptation, and Joseph resists all of that to be able to go on and fulfill God's purpose and calling in his life. And so we lay out all of that very clearly. We go through various biblical principles uh, in our Excel program, and that's a program designed for churches and Christian schools. So we have programs for public schools, and we have programs for Christian schools. Awesome. I, I think the, the Christian program particularly will help cement the uh, conviction of abstinence and encourage people because when you have the Word of God uh, reinforcing, uh, it seems to get down to the heart. Have you seen that with your students and, and uh, the, the young people that go through this program? Yes, but unfortunately, I wish we could get more Christian schools on board. <laughs> do you know we have greater success with public schools than we do with Christian schools? And why, why so do, that why do you is, think that? Why do you think that? Well, is? you know, there's a number of reasons why. I think the most common response I will get from a Christian school administrator—not all, of course—but the, the most common objection I will have is. Uh, this isn't something that we teach at our school. We leave that to the parents. Now, look, that's noble. That's Deuteronomy chapter 6. And Deuteronomy chapter 6 says it's the parents' responsibilities to equip their kids. However, parents need help. <laughs> and so what I would argue back to the Christian school administrator is, yes, of course, parents should be teaching this to their kids. But is it your role to equip and support and help the, the parents teach this to your kids? So we would want, again, a both and. We would want the Christian schools, and there are a number of Christian schools who will teach it. Uh, we want the Christian school to teach it and to support the parents as well. So our materials, all of our materials, have a parent component where the student can go through it in the classroom and then go home and talk it through with mom and dad. We absolutely want parents involved, and we think Christian schools have an obligation to help parents walk their kids through this material, and that's well, what we that's, want them to do. That's absolutely biblical, because Ephesians says that the role of pastors and teachers is to yep. equip believers for the works of God, and certainly uh, helping our young people uh, see the importance of marriage and see the importance of abstinence until marriage is part of what they're supposed to do, equip them. What do you see as the next steps in abstinence education? Do you think this is going to uh, be able to be uh, distributed on a greater basis across the nation? Uh, is there resistance, or, or, is, or are you going to be able to stem the tide of what you're talking about in terms of uh, political correctness and, and the pressures from Hollywood? Well, yeah, good question. There's always opposition. I mean, we're fighting, you know, into the teeth of the, into the teeth of this thing. And uh, the way I put it, I was just having breakfast with a friend yesterday and said to him what I say to everyone, and it's this. Every day our work becomes more difficult. Flip on the TV, click on the Internet, you'll see what I'm talking about. Every day our work becomes more difficult, but every day our work becomes more necessary. And so we are hard after it. We absolutely believe that this is a critical message for our young people to receive. And uh, we are actually gaining ground. We are making progress. We had a significant Amen. increase last year in the number of schools that uh, took the program. 
Uh, I've been out at the Department of Education in Washington, D.C. several times. I'm going back out probably in the next month to meet with them again, arguing that uh, if there is a role for the Department of Education, it ought to at least be giving schools good, clear guidance in terms of optimal health standards. And, and Scott, thank you so much. This is something that we really can work for. Every, every parent can participate. We can all pray. Thank you for speaking with us today. Thanks so much, John. If you have a legal need or questions and want perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker, 312-726-1243, or at malkbaker.com, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. You're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody